the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. Something just happened to me that hasn't happened since 1991. What is that, about 31 years, 32 years, something like that? (laughs) I lost my entire document on the computer. Yes, and I remember this has only happened once before. And I remember at the time, I was in grad school, and it was with a brand-new computer, And I wrote to the president of the computer company about the problem, having lost the entire document, and some uh, – not the president wrote me back. (laughs) Someone in, you know, customer relations or something. Sorry, this is not – you know, the warranty doesn't work for such a thing. To which I wrote back something like, understood, but – If you buy the product for this one thing, in that case, word processing, you know, (laughs) at one job, and that's the thing that breaks. It's like buying a car to get you, shall we say my appeal was not met with favor. It was not met with favor. So I'm I'm not going to do it now, and I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to shrug my shoulders and say, All in a day. As you know me. Yeah. Enjoying my coffee. I am not one to complain, as you know. So we'll take it in stride with the thought that I encourage upon everyone. Whenever something like that happens or, you know, you get stuck or you miss a light or whatever, you get pulled over. Maybe you get slowed down. Something like that. Maybe there's a reason for it. A reason, cosmic or otherwise, we don't know. Maybe I was spared something. Who knows? Maybe you were spared something. Who knows? So let me do the best I can from memory. I started by citing to an AP story, an Associated Press story, about Joe Biden's State of the Union address tonight, the headline of which is exactly this. Quote, Biden aims to deliver reassurance in State of Union address. Biden aims to deliver reassurance in State of Union address. That's the headline, AP, Associated Press. Before one were to go down and read the rest of that story, and we'll get to it, one really ought to pause on that headline. The President of the United States aims to reassure the country in the State of the Union address tonight. The President of the country aims to reassure the country in his State of the Union. This is, as we say, the president of the United States, commander in chief of the armed forces and really the prima inter pares of the entire federal government, if not America itself. He is the guidepost. He is the leading beacon of he is the main representation of this country. And as you would read in the article, this country has a 75 percent 
rating of people thinking we're on the wrong track. 75% of the American people think we're on the wrong track. That is all on his shoulders. That is a measurement. That is a dipstick into the mood and thinking of the American people that is driven almost exclusively and almost always by the president of the United States, assuming non, some non-force majeure. It is the president's shoulders upon which rests 75% dissatisfaction with the track this country is on. And so rather than giving a speech tonight about how well he has done and how well we all have done in the era he was supposed to have ushered in, what was it? More unity? Restoring of norms? More normalcy? Calming of the waters? More bipartisanship? Instead of all that, he now has to reassure us that we're okay. Because the vast majority, one would say a supermajority in this country, that's what 75% is by any definition, a supermajority of this country, thinks we're on the wrong track over any number of issues, any number of reasons. Let me give you the thought that may have occurred to you, but seems not to have occurred to any other major news outlet reporting with prolepsis on the State of the Union. Well, 75% must have been pretty dang bad in Donald Trump's fourth year of his presidency in that annus horribilis known as 2020. What percentage of the country thought we were on the wrong track when Donald Trump gave his last State of the Union address, what, three years ago tonight-ish? 20 points better is the answer. 55% thought we were on the wrong track. What Joe Biden wouldn't do, what any of us wouldn't do, I'm thinking, I'm hoping, if you care about this country and your fellow countrymen, what any of us wouldn't want for that 20% back. This from the man who was supposed to calm and steady the ship, stop the roiling waters, unite, restore norms, let me read you from the AP. President Joe Biden is ready to offer a reassuring assessment of the nation's condition as he delivers his second State of the Union address, seeking to overcome pessimism in the country and concerns about his own leadership. Concerns about his own leadership. Not a man who was impeached, as Donald Trump was when he gave his last State of the Union. He has to reassure or overcome pessimism and concerns about his own leadership. Is that what you bargained for, those who voted for him? Is that what you thought and where you thought we'd be? Let me give you the second paragraph. AP, this is not Washington Times. This is not Fox News. This is the AP. His speech comes as the nation struggles to make sense of confounding cross-currents at home and abroad. Confounding cross-currents, things that don't make sense. How could we be here, in other words? And they list economic uncertainty, a wearying war in Ukraine, growing tensions with China among them. Haven't even gotten 
to the Middle East or Iran, haven't even gotten to the border, haven't even gotten to education, haven't even gotten to the drug crisis. Economic uncertainty, a wearing war in Ukraine, growing tensions with China among them. It was exactly a year ago in his State of the Union address when he spoke to us and the first 25 percent, the first quarter of his entire State of the Union was to rally this nation over the sovereignty of Ukraine. I thought it was odd then. I thought it was an odd thing to unite this country, a country, over the plight of another and not over ourselves. And then up went all the virtue-signaling Ukrainian flags and all the kinetic and physical Ukrainian flags. By the way, where are they? You see them anymore? They were more popular and more readily distributed and posted than American flags. So strong was the sentiment. And so high the level of promise Joe Biden convinced us we could rely upon. Speaking of... What? Crushing sanctions. That would stop Russia. Only for them not to have. Only for us now to be, in the words of Reuters today, on the brink of an escalation in the Russia-Ukraine conflict. So many promises last year. I remember in his State of the Union last year, before I wrote it down, that he said he would take seriously and fix and address our border problem. It got worse by 43%. Worse by 43%. He said he would tackle rising concerns about inflation, and tonight, no doubt, he will brag about it having been reduced, but it is still higher, far higher than when he took office in the first place. If you are overweight at 250 pounds, gain 300 pounds and get yourself down to 275, you don't exactly get to brag for having reduced your weight. There's a lot more to say, and I'm happy to take your calls, too. 602-508-0960. What do you think is the chief problem with this president of the United States? What do you think he can say or will tonight? 602-5080-960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Truth Gazette, last year at the State of the Union, Joe Biden said, quote, if we are to advance liberty and justice, we need to secure our border and fix the immigration system. Well, illegal border crossings reached a record high after Biden's address. Customs and Border Patrol reported 2,214,652 encounters in 2022 and over 40 Two percent increase from the year before when Joe Biden promised and stated that we will be securing and fixing the system. Joe Biden said last year in his State of the Union, top priority, the top priority is getting prices under control, quote, close quote. 
Weeks after Biden's State of the Union address, inflation hit an all-time high at 9.1 percent, and the average gallon of gas soared to $5.02. Gas is only 14 cents lower than it was during last year's speech, and inflation is at 6.5 percent. Six points higher than, five and a half points higher than when he took office. Last year in his State of the Union, Joe Biden said, under my plan, nobody, let me say this again, nobody earning less than $400,000 a year will pay an additional penny in new taxes, not a single penny. The reality is that the Joint Committee on Taxation from the Congress says Americans making less than $200,000 a year would pay nearly $17 billion plus in taxes. Joe Biden said last year, quote, we'll beat the opioid epidemic by stopping the flow of illicit drugs by working with state and local law enforcement to go after the traffickers, close quote. The reality is 14,000 plus pounds of fentanyl, which is 50 times stronger than heroin, was seized seized at the border since he gave that address. Twenty five percent higher than the year before. So, too, are the number of drug poisoning deaths higher. People want to know. People might ask how it can possibly be. 75% of the country thinks we're on the wrong track because he promised things he didn't deliver. I don't know if it's an ideology problem or a communications problem or a leadership problem. I really don't. Probably colligation of the three. You have a White House press secretary who speaks sentences that are simply undiagrammable. In response to questions she clearly was unprepared for, that clearly everyone in the country was wanting to have answered. And you have a president who himself may speak in sentences, but the words don't work. He has a communication problem himself. But maybe you wouldn't have communication problems or communication needs if you didn't have policy problems and policy needs. After all, hard questions wouldn't come if things are going okay. In a way, that is, how did the AP put it? Not confounding to the American people. What confounds? Everything I said. And then again, his statement that he thought Donald Trump was irresponsible and reckless for the way he handled classified documents, only for us to be told that this most transparent of administrations had the same problem, but not at one location, but three that we know of and concealed from us that fact when it was known a week before an election because it might hurt the president in those midterm elections. So much for transparency. We still don't know how many documents have been discovered. People say, well, yeah, no, we do. It's been six items is what's been reported. Six items is not an answer to how many documents. In fact, it raises the eyebrow and the suspicion when they say items. Six items. Sounds more like a box than a document to me. And by the way, none of which were splayed out on the floor by the FBI 
to disseminate and promulgate pictures on to further embarrass the situation and raise the stakes on them. Yeah, that's confounding. That story is gone, by the way. It is gone. Because the China story came to test the president or to test the resolve of this country. The rest of the world is confounded, too. You do not want a president or a commander-in-chief that is testable. You don't want one who you think you can give a test to. Not when it comes to invading airspace, not when it comes to military concerns. Countries have shot down people, people, over an invasion of airspace. KAL007, to be one. Gary Powers, to be another. We could name more. China thought it could test Joe Biden, and they were right. Just as Syria thought it could test Barack Obama with chemical weapons, and they were right. There's something problematic about this and the previous Democratic president that rogue nations or combative nations think that they can test, because they can and do. I'm not going to recite the obvious about what Russia didn't do during the Trump administration, except to say that for all the sturmendring leveled at and alleged about Trump's coziness with Russia. He was the first president to give arms to Ukraine, and they did no such invading of other nations while he was president. They did not test us or our allies then. All the subsequent reporting, whether it's from New York University or elsewhere, has shown that all that Sturm and Drang was false and waged for political purposes anyway. Anyway, it's not Trump who was compromised. It was not Trump who needed to be tested. It was Barack Obama and Joe Biden who were and are. And I would say in this case, failing the test. Failing the test. You fail the test if you have to take the test. If China thinks it can test you, you've already, been, you've already failed. If Russia thinks it can test you, you've already failed. I have a lot more to say. We'll be right back. 602-508-0960. Really, anything on your mind, happy to talk. If I might just take a break from uh, the theme I was on, the State of the Union and the State of the Union, um, I just thought of, of something as we were going to break. We went out to... Uh, commercial break with a song by the new seekers i'd like to teach the world to sing and it made me uh it made me think um about um about something i i've wanted to do i I may have talked about this once before but if i can wet it to that earlier word i was seized on by the ap the word confound confound it means from the latin of confundere to confuse and jumble together to confuse and jumble together. 
And the reason I was thinking of that in the context of the band The New Seekers, the musical group The New Seekers, is they had another famous song. They had another famous song that anyone who really was a child or perhaps even a parent in the early and mid-1970s will remember. Bill, would you mind playing some of that song? This is the song, keep it running, you can keep it low. This is from Free to Be You and Me, which was done by Marlo Thomas and Friends. Wait for this little set of lyrics, this little bridge coming up. Give me the volume. Hold on, and you just tell me if this could play today. Keep it going. That's fine. Every boy in this land grows to be his own man. In this land, every girl grows to be her own woman. This is what the female empowerment and feminist movement stood for in 1974. Popular song by the New Seekers put together and written by none other than Marlo Thomas, Phil Donahue's wife. There is another song on that album called Parents Are People. That Marlo Thomas sings, not the New Seekers. She sings it with Harry Belafonte. And it's a song that um, there are things that mommies can be. And here are the lyrics. Some mommies drive taxis or sing on TV. Yeah, mommies can be almost anything they want to be. And then Harry Belafonte weighs in. Well, they can't be grandfathers or daddies. And then he goes into the refrain of daddies are people. And he ends by saying, yes, daddies can be almost anything they want to be. When Marlo Thomas interrupts to say, well, they can't be grandmas or mommies. This is what we were teaching children. This is what the enlightened were teaching children. Do you have part of that song? I don't know if you do, Bill, or not. You can go out with it, maybe, if you have time. Parents or people. Yeah. This is what children empowerment and the feminist movement and the youth movement of the late 60s and early 70s was about not confounding things, empowerment of females, not changing them, empowerment of males, not changing them. They weren't alone, Harry Belafonte and Marlo Thomas in the feminist movement. Maybe some of you remember voices like this. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. When you're born a girl baby, you grow up to be a bigger girl and then a woman. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. Your body's fancy. And so is mine. And fine. Mr. Rogers. What I wouldn't do for children's education like that, again, what I wouldn't do for feminism like that again what i wouldn't do for youth mental health like that again you are fine in your body yeah harry belafonte and marlo thomas they would be canceled today Let's keep it. Was it there? 
It was already in? Oh, you did? Well, by the way, thank you for your quick uh, and agile work on all that uh, all that uh, transversing from Marlo Thomas and Fred Rogers and the New Seekers. It's a British band, the New Seekers. An interesting trivia. It's one of the only two songs I think I know of, only two songs I know of that I think are the only two songs that became commercial uh, uh, hits um, for a musical group after they were first commercial jingles for a product. Usually, almost always, it's the other way around. You see products, usually cars or other things, that are you know based on songs that were commercial hits, like Leica Rock for Chevy or something like that. But um, I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing by the New Seekers actually came out of the Coca-Cola commercial, I'd Like to Buy the World of Coke, which came first. And then the other one is a Paul Williams song uh, that was a hit for... Um, the Carpenters, uh, We've Only Just Begun, which was at first a Crocker Bank commercial. There. Thus constitutes and completes our cultural segment information for the day. If anyone knows of another example of that, by the way, there might be one out there. I, I don't think I know it. Um, all right. Let me get back to uh, the State of the Union. Our friends at Issues and Insights write that Joe Biden will go through his second State of the Union speech tonight and will tell us that things are well. But the nation is ailing. Three years ago, before our leaders made the worst public policy decision in history and told us to hide in our basements, nearly half of Americans thought their country, while politically divided, was moving in the right direction. That comports with the statistics I was giving you earlier. Inflation was low, as were energy prices, and employment was high. The economy had been growing steadily until it was interrupted by panicked Policymakers. The country was at peace, and the only people who were talking about a war with Russia or China were those who suffered most from Trump derangement syndrome. A Gallup poll taken early in 2020 found that nearly 9 out of 10 Americans felt good about their personal lives. The Heritage Foundation's Index of Economic Freedom ranked the U.S. at 17th in 2020, eight, place, eight places higher than it was at the end of last year. Americans have noticed that life has since changed. The uh, polling last week shows that more than three in five say they are not better off than they were two years ago. And almost all Democrats say they are, again, in their personal lives. An ABC News Washington Post poll completed last week produced similar results. 41% say... Nationally, they are worse off financially since Joe Biden took office. The scale of discontent is not as large as in other polls, but the dissatisfaction has grown sharply, and that is what is undeniable. At the same time in the Trump presidency, two years in, only 13% said they were worse off than when he was inaugurated, as opposed to the 41% who say so in the Washington Post with regard to Biden. The Washington Post, which has become more a high school student newspaper at the service of the popular kids rather than the pillar of real journalism it was once, says that still some Americans are not quite feeling the impact of the Biden agenda. We think this is nonsense. They are feeling it, feeling it, and the sensation is like that of a red-hot poker being jabbed into their eyes. It's just that their partisan blinders won't allow them to express their real views. 
or to admit that they were ever wrong. Has the State of the Union ever been worse? Yes, the State of the Union has been worse. There was a bitter civil war that ripped the nation apart, obviously, in the 1860s. Franklin Roosevelt and the Great Depression saw egregious times. And there were moments in the 1960s when a lot of people weren't sure this country would go on, particularly in, particularly in that Annus Horribilis of 1968. The 20s so far are more like the late 1970s, when Jimmy Carter, having no idea how to leverage America's immense advantages, used the office of the presidency to try and soften a national crash. Except in the case of Biden, the decline is by design. He's not trying to minimize the damage and wreck he could avoid. He seems to accelerate as we head towards the ditch. Why voters chose Biden over Trump might forever be a mystery. Yes, the Democrats did all they could to tinker with the election. And that hurt. And the medium coverage was manipulatory and manipulative to help Joe Biden. But even with that advantage, voters should have easily seen the difference between the candidates, one who might appear crass but believes in the American people and the other who wants to subjugate them to the authority of the ruling class that has helped cover up lies, failures, and corruption, the one who will tonight tell us to trust him because he has been doing such a good job. And that will be the tale. That will be the tell. If he tells you he's been doing a good job tonight, you know you are in the presence of a president who is lying to you. Patrick is in Chino Valley. Hello, Patrick. Hello. Thanks for taking the call. You bet. How are hey, you? Uh, uh, doing well. Pretty good for a Monday. <laughs> well, no, you're not really doing very well for a Monday. <laughs> I have to tell you, Patrick, this gives me some concern. Pretty busy. Today's Tuesday. But, uh, uh, as you were talking about the uh, polls that say who's doing better and who's not, I was wondering, well, who answers those polls? Because I'd never had to answer one. And yeah, that's always that been those... a great question. Yes, that's always been a very a great question. And uh, the pollsters will give you all kinds of answers as as to how they, you know, they, they rigorously find the, the right sample and make the right adjustments. But... It's a fair question, and um, I think, if I'm being honest, Patrick, I think, yeah. I think I have been called. I just think I haven't taken them. Okay. I don't know. I, I well, say that, that because I have gotten so many calls that have come up with a report that says something like survey, or and I just don't take them. And I've answered calls where people say, do you have a few moments to take a survey? And I don't take them. So I think I have been. I've just never answered them. So the question is okay. not only who are they calling, but who has the time and who has time yeah, and who has the interest in talking to a stranger about their political views. Yeah. 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 But the thought that came into my mind is that uh, who is doing better? Uh, well, rather, who is who is not who doesn't think we're doing better would be those people who have the savings account or who are investing in uh, their retirement, and those that are doing better are those that have uh, just basically taken whatever the government's handed out. Yeah, that's one way to look. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just double check. Uh 
your calendar, brother. Make sure you're on the right day. I don't want you to miss an appointment. <laughs> uh, yeah, good question. Do you take surveys or would you want to take surveys if asked? I'm Seth Leibson, 602-5080-960. Be right back. Dude, uh, tomorrow's already the 10th. See, that would be a good example. That would be a good example of what is usually done because that was, uh, oh my gosh, I used to have their album here. What, that was, uh, yeah, that was Orleans, and then it became a commercial for ABC after it was a hit for Orleans. Well done, Bill. Did you do that deliberately? Oh, did you? Okay. A lot of you have heard me talk about why refi for a lot, a lot, a long time now. And if you still have questions about how your investment with them can turn out, they'd love you to call them at 888-YREFI-34 so that they can put you in touch with any number of satisfied clients of theirs who are happily investing with them from the Phoenix area and getting strong returns. They want you to think about your IRA as well. Would you like your IRA to be earning strong fixed interest rates and not be dependent on the stock market or the Fed? Did you know you can invest with Y-Refi through an IRA or other qualified funds? And you can keep your investment, including the high fixed interest rates you earn, tax-deferred. That's right. Your money can stay in your IRA. You don't have to pay taxes on the income you earn. High fixed interest rates, up to 10.25%. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com. Or give them a call at 888-Y-REFI-34. Put in another word for the speech tomorrow. Dennis Prager will be uh, giving with Robert Kiyosaki and others at uh, ASU Gamage. If you don't have tickets, it's a seminar on health, wealth, and happiness. Dennis will be handling the happiness part. Uh, If I heard him right today, he's going to have a few strong words for the professors that protested his appearance there, calling him a white nationalist, among other things. Um, you, uh, best place to get it, Ticketmaster. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster, Health, Wealth, and Happiness at the um, at the Lewis Center at ASU. I, um, I was just thinking about that issue. We're going to cover a lot of other things in the next hour, but I just wanted to close out on this issue of how important the notion of open mind is, and if not open mind, at least an open market on a university campus for an exchange of ideas. Louis Brandeis, many of you have heard of Brandeis University. It's named after Louis Brandeis, who is a liberal Supreme Court justice. He wrote in a famous concurrence, men feared witches and burnt women once. It is the function of speech to free men from the bondage of irrational fears, for if there be time to expose through discussion the falsehood and fallacies and avert evils by the processes of education, the remedy to be applied is more speech, not enforced silence. Shame on these Marxists. Shame on these tyrants for trying to silence these great minds. If you're on hold, we will get to you on the other side of this break, and we have room for more. 602-508-0960. Anything you want, we're here for you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.